Welcome to Crispy Coated Robot Listens 2, an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Sheryl Crow's 1993 landmark album, Tuesday Night Music Club. Hey, it's Jim. <laughs> hey, it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to, and what are we listening to today, Jim? Tuesday Night Music Club by Cheryl Crow. Yes, this is Cheryl Crow's 1993 debut album. Mm-hmm. And something a little different today, Jim, holding up a CD. Uh, yes. Not an album. Normally this is from we the 90s. have albums. From the 90s. Uh, but uh, Cheryl Crow's debut this is great and uh what's amazing is this was released when she was only 31 years old yeah so um and then and she's like a she was a, a music uh, what'd you call a music industry darling they tried to find the right material for her too uh she had backed up michael jackson on oh, the, backed the, up a lot of people on the, on the bad tour though but if yeah. you see her she's got this kind of crazy kinky blonde hair singing duets with michael jackson on the bad tour this came out uh, august 3rd uh, 1993 so well let, let's go back to that yeah because uh, she uh, backup for george harrison really uh, I didn't joe know that cocker part. rod stewart jeez her her big break came uh on don henley's she's actually on don henley's uh album um the former eagle uh end of innocence oh really and Whenever she was able to open for the Eagles on their reunion tour, remember that whole Hell Freezes Over tour? Yes, yeah. Uh, that really kind of caught people's attention. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've got to do something with this this artist. And uh, But Tuesday, do you know where the title uh, comes from, Tuesday Night Music I, Club? I guess it was a bunch of musicians that got together to work on the album or either just jam on Tuesday night. Am I close? They, they wrote this album uh, on Tuesday nights. They would get together and a great, great band. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And good good writers uh, co-writing with her. But uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um yeah, this, like. this first song was actually the first single, and you know how sometimes that uh, they don't really start off quickly, these singles, as to kind of release, at least they, they had more more patience back in the day when they released a single, if it didn't hit, let's release another one and see what happens. Yeah. Um, this one was uh, memorable for me. I remember this song when I first heard it, because it kicks off the album. Also, it just had a, I know you're a big science fiction fan, so it has a kind of a, a shout out at the very beginning. Well, it, it talks about uh, Huxley, the author author of brave new world but what's crazy is he died on the same day jfk died oh really why did she choose to sing about uh huxley because the the lyric starts off uh she was born on the day uh, uh, aldous huxley died yeah okay um but uh interesting to not refer to to JFK because the rest of the song she talks about you know daddy marched on Birmingham and all these protests and and everything like that uh but um uh, it's a great song i first heard this song with my wife in a theater it was the end credits of a movie and we both turned to each other my beautiful wife sabrina we turned to each other and we were like who is this? Who is this singing? And we stayed to watch the credits roll by to, yeah. to see. And then we went out and bought this album. Wow. 
I cannot remember the movie. <laughs> I tried to look it up. Yeah. Uh, I went on the internet movie database thing. Nothing. And there's a there's another song called Run Baby Run that is not this song. Uh, but I was like, what was that movie? Because I don't even remember the movie, but I remember this song. The and that, that was a trick, too, by uh, record labels. They would throw some songs in movies to get people to hear them and get notoriety. So well, this, it worked. Well, it didn't really work this first single, Run Baby Run. I love the song, but it was not successful. But I do like it. George likes it. I'm sure you'll like it, too, after you hear it as we listen to Tuesday Night Music Club from Cheryl Crow with the Crispy Coated Robots. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with the show. All right, we are yeah. back for Run, run baby. baby, Run Baby. So I won't my, my hope is that somebody uh, will now go out and buy this album <laughs> after, and they'll be like, "I heard it on some radio show. I can't remember <laughs> which what it one." Was. <laughs> yeah, I looked up a uh, radio show daddy base, and I couldn't find it. There was could, another Crispy Carter Robot. Show. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> so just trying to pass the torch along. You know. All right, so this next song I do remember being the first song I re- I do know from uh, Cheryl Crow leaving Las Vegas. Uh, it came out before, before actually before the uh, Nicolas Cage film Leaving Las Vegas. Well, but it's it's based on the same material. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. There there was a oh god, what was his name? John O'Brien, I think. Uh, he has a novel uh, that the, that the movie is based on. Uh, a novel that came out in the early nineties, uh, and then ended up being the. Cage and Nicholas Cage El- movie Elizabeth Shue, yeah, was playing. And they say that you know Bri- O'Brien, who did die, he was a good friend of David Bearwald, who wrote the, the singer. Yeah, uh, from, I mean the writer of this song from David yeah. and David. I remember in 1986 they were record store, uh, record store. They were uh, record company darlings with David and David. That was supposed to be the next coming of the singer songwriter with Welcome to the Boomtown. I remember yeah. that song came out. I did like it. It was a top 40 hit, and then they disappeared. Apparently, he disappeared to the Tuesday Night Music Club yeah. with Cheryl Crow. But this is a very disillusioned view of Vegas. This is this is not Elvis's uh, Viva Las Vegas excitement. This is a very worn out, tired. Uh, and if you've ever seen the Nicolas Cage movie, uh, basically, the, the character drinks himself to, to death. So with that, let's go ahead and... Uh, Real quick, though, but <laughs> the B-side of this was a later song we'll talk about called the Nana Song, and they had two B-sides. It was another song called Reach Around Jerk, which I don't even know what that's about. But um, I <laughs> know what that's about, but... Uh, <laughs> We're going to leave that alone and yeah. just move on and say, here's Leaving Las Vegas with the Crispy Coated Robots. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Yep, that was the fourth single, <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas, and uh, you are listening to Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music Club. You are exactly correct, George. And this next one was uh, a hit that came, uh, I guess it was... Uh, came after the big hit we're, uh, we're going to mention later in the show. We don't want to spoil the big hit from this uh, that won a bunch of Grammys and stuff. Like nobody knows. Okay. But nobody. this was the song was a hit too. Strong Enough was that a classic acoustic singer-songwriter feel from uh, Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Th- this is the fifth single. Uh, folksy little piece. Uh, kind of interesting uh, to have a song in 6-4 time that's 
this slow, I think it's like 80 beats a minute or so, uh, but just a song about a being in a frustrated relationship. And uh, she wrote a lot of songs like this. This song reminds me of the song "Leather and Lace" for some reason when I hear it. And if she had like Henley on singing with with her, mm. I probably would would have. But you know, strong enough to be your man. That, yeah, I don't know if that would have worked. But uh, Jim, are you strong enough to be my man? I don't know about that, but I do know that Travis get Tritt, back to that reach around <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Travis Tritt, uh, the uh, country star at the time, he wrote like a response to this song. Uh, I am strong enough to be your man or something. Yeah, that's like, just creepy. Kind of like this kind of, hey. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm answering your question. I yeah, am strong uh, enough. As, as of this recording, uh, the two of them have not hooked up. <laughs> uh, she was with Eric Clapton, of course, Lance Armstrong. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and, a few and George others. Padgett for a short period of time. Uh, yeah, for about 10 minutes, we, we shared a cab. Actually, uh, she was with me for about... Five minutes, but no, this is true. What yes, you're saying, I did is meet true. her after yeah. her show. She opened up for uh, Crowded House at Rockefeller's Live, which was uh, on the Richmond Strip in Houston. Right, and, and you were working at the box. I was working radio at the box. station, radio yeah. station. So there was also something called the box. Uh, which was a, almost like a ripoff MTV where people would vote into the videos to get them played. And it was popular for about three years. Yeah. Tops. She was, she was very excited to learn that you worked at the box. box. Yeah. She yes. was like, Oh, you need to play my video leaving Las Vegas. And I'm like, uh, no, I work at that box. And the box was really right next door to this club. So I pointed to it. And in that moment she turned and walked away. Yeah. Right. She was smoking a cigarette. I remember playing this day, but I should have said, yeah, I do work for the box. Let's go have some breakfast and talk about it. You know, or let's go have some, uh, let's go across, not breakfast. That sounds like, that's like, uh, like something else. It's a reach around jerk thing. <laughs> no, no, that's a, let's go, let's go have a cup of coffee and talk about it. Anyways, let's just move on. Uh, we, I kind of like, did we play strong thing? enough already? If we didn't, here it is. As we listen to Tuesday night music club. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right. Strong enough to yep. be her man. I don't know. Uh, our George says he's not. I don't know if I am either. Uh, Tuesday Night Music Club is the, is the album we're listening to from Cheryl Crow today with this Crispy Coated Robots. The next one is my favorite song because it, uh, one of my favorite songs from this album because it has this kind of really cool sound to it. A lot of these kind of have throwback throwback sounds yeah, to th- me. This is a, it always reminds me a, a it could be the spiritual cousin of Honky Tonk Woman by the Stones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the sixth single, Can't Cry Anymore. Great song. Uh, and as we get deeper into this album, we start going different places musically, um, kind of like, you know, well, here's this kind of song and here's this genre and everything. Uh, but really, really good song. Uh, but yeah, I really, I always think of, uh, not that she's copying the Stones, but it's a part of that same type of family of that kind of clap, clap thing they got going yeah. at the beginning too. I really like it. So here's "Can't Cry Anymore" from Tuesday Night Music Club. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. "Can't Cry Anymore" from Tuesday Night Music Club. This That's is right. this Crispy Coated Robots. This is the Albert listen today from Shell Crow. The next one, Solidify, has a kind of a your keyboardist, George. It's kind of has a kind of real cool. Yeah, kind of funky track coming yeah, up, folks. Yeah. Again, just different genres. But. And uh, this, I don't know, it's just kind of like, it, it sounds like someone's just goofing around the keyboard, but it sounds really good, too. Yeah. So. That's when when you're as good as this band was, you can goof around and, and it'll sound good. <laughs> All right, judge for yourself. Here's Solidify as we listen to Tuesday Night Music Club. You know the drill by now. Pause here, listen to the track, and come back.
Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, solidify there. This Why is- should I? Why should I? It is the uh, Tuesday Night Music Club. That's the album from Cheryl Crow we are listening to today with the Crispy Coated Robots. On to a song now, which I think is like we talked about these songs are cousins. This song is a cousin of a couple songs. Uh, Probably Dig It by the Beatles. Uh, Back Off Boogaloo by Ringo Starr. Um, See, I get a different... I I also get a vibe of Give Peace a Chance. I was going to say, Plastic Ono Band, John Lennon, Give Peace a Chance... It's even the same tempo, I, I'm pretty sure. Those songs where they list a bunch of stuff, though. That's, you know what you're saying? Like, it's dig- like if you were a fan of Beck back in the day and Red Hot Chili Peppers, It's it, but it's got that same rhythm structure, uh, really, of, of Give Peace a Chance. And they was, should do a mashup. And it was a double-side B single with, uh, this is the first time it was a double-side B track I've ever seen with Reach Around, <laughs> Reach Around Jerk. <laughs> so here it is, the Nana song from Sheryl Crow. <laughs> Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All right. The Na Na song is officially over. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Music Club wrap up. No, we got more songs, I promise. Uh, so now we're up to a song called No One Said It Would Be Easy from Show Yeah, yeah this, is, this is good. And again, just we're going through all these genres. This is like this drum, uh, drum, this guitar strumming groove. This would be right up in Bob Seger land, uh, this kind of, but this is a great, great song. All right. Nobody said it would be easy from Tuesday Night Music Club with Cheryl Crow. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Crispy Coated Robots. It is uh, a show where we're diving into the 90s album. Tuesday Night Music Club by Sheryl Crow came out in 1993, August of that year. And pretty much slow start for this album, but it really started cooking. Um, uh, and we'll get to the song that made it all happen. But right now, we're up to What Can I Do For You, yeah. which was a single. Second single. Yeah. Second single. Kind of uh, starts off with the Hall & Oates vibe uh, on this. But this song, um, Beware, uh, it deals with kind of the sexual harassment issues uh, that Crow encountered during her rise to fame. Like we talked about, you know, she, I, I don't think we said this, but she came from Missouri, uh, moved yeah. to Los Angeles, and really saw kind of that CD. Stuff uh, working as a backup singer, uh, like we said, working for some big name acts and everything. But it's written from the perspective of kind of the sexual predator, just offering, you know, hey, if you do all this sleazy stuff, uh, I'll I'll make you a star. You know, do, and what what I love, listen to the backup vocalist, and because they're going to sing this bit, do for you, do for you. And think about how she was a backup singer yeah. and what she encountered, attractive young lady, um, back in that time in those circles. Uh, it, it really hits home for me. This is another David Bayerwald you know, uh, com- uh, collaboration here. He, he seems to bring out the darker side in, in Cheryl Crow from this album, at least. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he did on the David and David stuff. But also, if you bought the, uh, the CD single in the UK of this one, you got Cheryl Crow... Um, this song, of course, and you got her version of "Dire Maker" by, uh, yeah, by Led Zeppelin, which I've never heard. Did you hear that one? Uh, yeah, I've heard it. It's it's a good version. I, she's a great, 
interpreter of of, of classic songs. Uh, but uh, she said about this one though, you should feel a little slimy or creepy. So All right. So if you're if you're getting turned on, <laughs> that is not. What can I do good. for you? Yes. Just listen right here. Prepare to feel slimy and with creepy. The crispy coated robots. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, we are done with What Can I Do For You? We're really done with it because I don't want to talk about that anymore. But let's talk about the hit, as they would say on the Bob and Doug, Bob and Doug McKenzie album, the hit single of the album, the big hit single, uh, All I Want to Do, which kind of like this is a cousin of Steeler's Wheel uh, to me. It always sounded like... Well, it's uh, got the, the slide guitar. Yeah, it's always got that kind of... That, that Stuck talking. in the middle with you. Well, it's, it's got this... Um, kind of conversational singing style uh but yeah this was a huge hit this was the third single uh but it came you know it came from a, a poem did you yeah. know that yeah i did um but um which the poet uh do uh cooper win cooper when is it win cooper yes um his poetry book, uh, which I well, funny, I don't remember his name, but I remember the poetry, uh, the country of here below. Uh, he gets a writing credit on this song. That's how much they extracted from this. But uh, yeah, this this is the one that uh, really busted open for her. And great video too about a bunch of people kind of floating over her head as she's singing on the corner in the city. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of writers on this one too. It's one of those things when it wins like all these awards, you see all these people up on stage and like, okay, everybody, yeah, contributed to this. A hundred people wrote this song, <laughs> right, right. Uh, the opening line though is a reference to life during a wartime by Talking Heads. Yes, yes, this ain't no, no disco. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so that was that was uh, on purpose, right? That is, yeah, that, okay. That's it what was intended. Favorites. Yeah. Intended. So here it is, the big hit. All I want to do is we listen to Tuesday Night Music Club. And she's right. It's not a disco. <laughs> Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. All right. There is the humongous hit. All I want to do is have some fun. Uh, I remember my daughter was very young, and I would, uh, I would always try to get her to sing it. Because that was like the first song she sang. Oh, yeah? So, and then eventually got to the point where she wouldn't do it. So, I was like, I'd be like, all I want to do is have some. She'd be like, no. <laughs> it was just a straight off, like, I'm not doing this anymore. You can't get me. I'm, I'm, I've grown up now. I'm not falling for the trick. So, she doesn't have fun anymore. No, no she, but oh. she, she does have fun now. So, but... Uh, at the time, she just had enough Cheryl Crow because it was everywhere. This was a huge song. Uh, uh, now they still play it. I mean, and you still hear it. It's, this is her kind of signature song. Yeah, I, I agree. No matter what she writes from here on out, she had tons of hits after this. Yeah. You know, I know Prince covered uh, "Every Day Is a Winding Road," and and she's had people take her songs, but this one still stands out as the Cheryl Crow song. All right, now moving on to what we do, what we can. And this yep. is what we do on the show. We do what we can. We try to give you the information. <laughs> uh, again, another major mood shift on, on this album. This one is kind of like a sleepy jazz tune with a, a drum machine. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, of some of Sting's work. Um, but uh, this is a very, the first time I heard this, I loved it. But I was like, wow, I did not expect this album after the Nana song. To end up here, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, that's what a great uh, album does. Take you on a little journey there. So, but it, it feels like it's in the right place, though. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like wait, what? Huh? Uh, it does belong on this album, uh, but this is a treat. 
We do what we can. Tuesday Night Music Club with the Crispy Coated Robots. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right. We are down now to the last track on Tuesday Night Music Club with the Crispy Coated Robots. And, you know, we didn't even say what was side one and side two because in the 90s, you just got a CD. I don't even know if they did. They designate a breaking point on some of these albums. I know some of them. It was kind of a weird time. 93. They were still doing printing out albums. Uh, but it was mainly after 87, 88, it was mainly kind of, uh, CDs. Um, and I kept a lot of those CDs used to come in long boxes, which were these big cardboard boxes, which people thought were a waste of paper, but I saved them. And I used to make, I make art murals out of all the album covers. Cause I thought some of those long box art think, was really good. No, I wanted to ask you about that. I always thought, and I don't base this on anything I read or, or know, but I always thought that was, it was harder to steal those shop. The long, the long boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it should be. I so, mean, because they're like because they like, this this right here that I'm holding, I could just slip yeah. in my jacket. Look, look at here. Oh yeah, there. And I, I was kind of disappointed when it. they went to that too, because you know the long box at least gave you a little bit uh, of the artist rendition or a little bit more of the. It kind of made up for the album cover, the album for me, because remember the album was experience yeah. fo- unfolding that album, looking yeah. inside and all that stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's no cutoff point on this though. No, I, I'm looking. Uh, it's just, uh, I think if you play the second side of this CD, you're going to ruin your machine. Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know, Jim. You should try it. I, I'm just going to say uh, there's 11 cuts on the album. I'm saying after the Nana song, that's the end of side one. But anyway, let's move on to the final cut. I shall believe. Yeah, th- this album has taken us in so many different directions. But again, just an uncanny remarkable co- cohesiveness to it and and i credit uh, bill uh, betrell for for that but uh, very hard to achieve that with so many mixed genres but uh we're gonna go out with a nice gentle kind of waltz today uh gonna close out the album here i shall believe yes with the crispy coated robots this should be the last time that you have to pause this i promise and now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. Any day now, any day now, I shall believe. That's the wrong song. Crispy Go to Robots here. We're listening to Cheryl Crow, Tuesday yeah. Night Music Club, and we're wrapping up the album. Thank you so much for listening. This was an album that won. Of course, we know that um, All I Want to Do won a bunch of stuff. But the album has also been, uh, you know, they're saying this is one of the albums you must listen it's to. record of the year. Yeah. They, and I guess uh, the 1001 albums you must listen to before you die, it, it's on that list and ranked at number 94 on the list of 150 greatest female albums of all time by NPR, which I didn't know they separated it like that. But I guess that's a good honor. Yeah. But in, in terms of Grammys, it won record of the year, best new artist, best female pop vocal performance. And I think you already said this, but it was certified two times platinum. Yeah, which I don't know how how many is that. To- and she was one of the ones who broke the new artist uh, curse. You know, sometimes the, uh, leading up to like the oh 90s, yeah, and then every- they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I the platinum. That's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I know you won best new artist in '79, and yeah, never heard from me again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, even know. I, I was eating rocks in '79. <laughs> <I> w- <laughs> That would have been great. You would have been like 12. Best yeah. new artist. You would have had such a big career. No, hey, it would have been terrible because if you had, didn't have another hit after that, you you know, that's awful. But you know, you think Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, 
uh, you know, those guys, they, they were very young whenever they had their success. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they, they point to Christopher Cross and Rupert Holmes. But Rupert Holmes, you know, I mean, best new artist who didn't kind of do stuff afterwards. But yeah, Christopher Cross had a good And Rupert career. Holmes did a bunch of... Uh, Until we saw him. And t- it's, that's terrible. <laughs> no, it's true. And then Chris- video killed the radio star. And then uh, Rupert Holmes did a bunch of. Uh, I think he did some musicals and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, how did he never get a pina colada named after him? Something like that. He should have done the whole Jimmy Buffett thing and did uh, pina colada yeah, land or something like missed that. Missed opportunity, Rupert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Cheryl Crow. We want to thank you oh, guys. Oh yeah, for that's listening. what we were doing uh, to Tuesday Night Music Club. Of course, we listen to albums and we give you our tidbits and all of our trivia and all we can, all of, you know, personal experiences with these albums. That's what we do with the Crispy Coated Robots. We appreciate you listening. If you want more info, info on us, crispycoatedrobots.com is where you go, and we release a um, podcast every single Tuesday. We have a new podcast. Yep, we're required by the the court uh to <laughs> that's our punishment that, that was part of the sentence uh no but this album so many great songs great performance great band and to me a perfect uh yin yang of of music she's had great albums uh come out after i bought the second one the day that it, it was released uh but this one it just this has always been my favorite the ambition and the heart here uh, for for this one is is just the best but uh like jim said uh check us out to for you to be able to check out us talking about classic albums and experiences there uh every week here on this channel and uh until then until our next album be well be kind and find a way to invest yourself into other people every single day this program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of circus joe productions copyright 2021 all rights reserved copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing you only have yourself to blame for that email jim and george at crispy coated robots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred and finally be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.